And when I was able to identify that, like I was able to step into that place of more of having, you know, wisdom of the center and like knowing everything on this list does not deserve that. And I can really give myself permission to slow down and actually relax. And so for me, that looked like, you know, canceling some commitments, taking some things off of my plate, saying no to things that I would have normally said yes to. And, you know, over the last two weeks, I'm feeling so much better and my stress levels have reduced significantly. And even as things kind of enter into my orbit, um, it's easy for me to tell, like, is that mine or is that kind of somebody else's stress that's being projected on, my, on me? Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. Uh, my name is Kyle Wood and this is Well Designed. With me today is, as usual, <laughs> is my co-host, Brandy Healy. I was like, so far I've been with you every time. Nice to see you. Nice to chat with you. Nice to chat with you too. I just pulled the audio cable out of my headphones. So um, apologies if you could hear that. Uh, all right, so today we are getting specific. We've talked a lot about different aspects of human design, and we've kind of talked about broad, broadly, what are the different, like why you know why do we get interested in it? Um, what are sort of the different parts of the chart? Where we talked a bit about profiles, like what that fraction thing is on your chart. Today we're actually going to talk about when you look up your design you're often presented with this picture that looks like a diagram, looks like a circuit circuitry where it's got shapes. The body graph. The body graph, yes. So today we wanted to talk about one specific area of that. Um, each of those shapes is called a center, which we covered, we will have covered in a previous episode when you listen to this. And... <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about one that's really easy to find. It's the one right at the bottom of the center. It's called the root center. Yeah, so the root center, each center governs, you know, a different part of a different aspect of our life. And the root center governs how we deal with pressure, drive, and stress. And it kind of gives us, it's also like how we get things going and put things into motion. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of the um, the wheels on the bus. <laughs> it's going to get us moving. If like the sacral center is the engine, then uh, this is the wheels. the The other thing I like about the root center as well is when I'm explaining it to people. A lot of people, if they've they're familiar with the seven chakras, they 
you know, there's a root chakra as well, and it's it's in a similar spot in the body. It's you know, it's right down there in your pelvis, and um, sort of it attributes to similar similar things. So that can be a good starting point as well if you're already familiar with that. But today we're going to talk about the way this can show up, and so this can show up in one of three ways on your chart. Uh, it can show up coloured in, uh, which it might be grey or it might be a specific colour depending on where you're looking at your chart. If you're using um, Human Design Blueprint, which the links uh, in the chat here, oh sorry, in the, the show notes, the colour will be grey. They, they just use like a, a grey scale, black and white. And so that means you've got a defined root. If it's white, it'll either be undefined or open. And you don't really need to worry too much about what um, the difference between those two are. Or you... We'll use it, it. We'll use the term open and undefined interchangeably, but there yeah. is a difference. Yeah, yeah. There's a slight difference, and so like that's something we would go into on like a reading or in coaching. Uh, we would go into those specifics. But for the purpose of today, we were talking broadly about how that number being, that shape being colored in or not colored in, we'll talk about how that can impact you. And we've adopted the two ends of the spectrum of being like living in your shadow or living in your wisdom. So that's sort of how we're, it, yeah, that's how we're going to refer to things today, isn't it, Brandy? Yes. And, you know, when we talk about wisdom shadow, I don't like to think about it as like good or bad. Like, I like to think of them kind of on a scale. And no one is ever fully living in their wisdom <laughs> or yeah. really ever fully living yeah. in their shadow. It's, you know, very similar to like when we talk about our signature and our not self, right? So it's like kind of using them as signposts to understand when this shows up for you. It's an invitation to check in and, and kind of understand like, oh, this feels really good. I may be in the wisdom of the center or I'm feeling some resistance. Like I might be in the shadow of the center. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, even on a given day, you can end up sort of sliding along that spectrum of going. Many, many times. <laughs> But what we'll hopefully do today is we'll help you identify when you're sort of sliding down the shadow end of the spectrum uh, and then what to do about it, what actions you can take, uh, what you can try to become more aware of that'll help you move back towards the wisdom, which is sort of that more integrated um, aspect when you're integrating your design and you're treating these parts of your design as your superpowers uh, rather than trying to like dismiss them or run away from them or trying to like just copy everyone else around you regardless of what that means in your design. All right. So do you want to start and talk about open and undefined root centers? Well, Brandy, I think we should talk about <laughs> why we're needing to have this discussion today <laughs> about root centers. Why are you attacking me right now <laughs> <laughs> yes uh we yeah we realized we needed to have this conversation uh so do you, i mean do you want to speak to we can talk a little bit about that shadow of of the the undefined route um what 
what was what's been going on for you lately well it as a reminder, when you have a center that is open or undefined, that's where you are the most sensitive. So you are absorbing energy in the center. And that is, you know, also has a an opportunity for you to really learn from as well. This could be a really uh, open and undefined centers or great places of learning. So for me, <laughs> a learning that I have had as of recent, as it relates to my root is, you know, really reminding myself that not everything is worth a rush, that I can take my time to do things. Um, and really, I found myself in my shadow having a long to-do list of obligations and commitments that was causing me a lot of stress. And when I took a step back and looked at it, I realized not everything on that list required my urgency. And when I gave myself the permission to take my time and to really look at that list and say, like, what actually requires my immediate attention and what are some, like, not must-dos, but kind of nice-to-dos that I can put on the back burner to alleviate some of that pressure. Um, and so, you know, for me, that was really showing up in feeling a lot of stress, feeling a lot of restlessness. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. And I was just feeling, you know, just a lot of pressure to get more done than I felt like I had the bandwidth to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can identify with that. <laughs> so you spoke a lot about pressure uh so one of the things about the open or undefined route is that there's a feeling that if you can get the thing done and relieve that pressure so cross that thing off your to-do list get rid of that pressure that then that'll that stress that pressure will will go away uh did you find that that was happening no yeah. So, you know, the, the to-do list was long. And even as I crossed things off the list, the things that were left still felt very daunting. Yeah. And so, you know, the shadow of that open route is that feeling of overwhelm. Um, and also, like, not feeling like I could relax. And I know that when we caught up last week, I was telling you about all of my commitments. And you're like, um... <laughs> Like, what are you doing for yourself? And and I there wasn't a whole lot. And so, you know, when I was able, again, to really look at that list and say, like, what actually does require my immediate attention? And there were, a, a, there were actually very few things that required my immediate attention. And when I was able to identify that, like I was able to step into that place of more of having, you know, wisdom of the center and like knowing everything on this list does not deserve that. And I can really give myself permission to slow down and actually relax. And so for me, that looked like, you know, canceling some commitments 
taking some things off of my plate, saying no to things that I would have normally said yes to. Um, and, you know, even small things like I usually like to listen to audiobooks, but when I listen to audiobooks, I also task and like do chores or busy my hands with other things. And even, you know, switching my leisure to reading a paperback or a hardback book instead really caused me to stop and focus and, you know, move a lot slower. And, you know, over the last two weeks, I'm feeling so much better and my stress levels have reduced significantly. And even as things kind of enter into my orbit, um, it's easy for me to tell, like, is that mine or is that kind of somebody else's stress is being projected on my on me? Because in my house, I live with uh, both my kids have defined root centers, so they can really project their stress out um, at times. And so, you know, again, in wisdom, you can kind of say like, this is my, this isn't mine. And, you know, yeah, I yeah. can try to move through that. Um, but when you're in the shadow of that open root, you can really absorb that on as your own. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it can be tough in like a workplace. Um, if you've got a boss that's got <laughs> defined or even just other other people you work with mm -hmm. yeah no, it was like last week I remember when, when we caught up after you had a couple of weeks to rest and I was like you look like younger <laughs> and and the other thing I want to speak to as well is that the things you were taking on were not bad things right like you were you were teaching no. classes like yeah okay you had some you had stuff going on with the kids and family yeah okay you had you know we we're launching this podcast because you like want to pursue you know, doing this human design, being a human design guy as, as a career. So it's, it's like we, we can, and speaking as someone who's got an undefined route as well, it can definitely dress up these things as being like important and needing to have now. But um, if you find yourself doing that and every time you end in, in burnout, like you ended up at the emergency room with like a migraine that was like crippling yeah strong pain medication so that was like your body wildly <laughs> unpleasant and yeah. you know there's there was the book the body keeps the score right and it's like if you don't listen to the whispers it will start to scream yeah <laughs> and i was not taking the time to listen to the whispers and i you know and so i was forced really um, I was trying to white knuckle it and muscle through and say like, I want to do all of these things. But the flip side of that is like, they didn't even need to all happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I mean, even before I knew about human design, I was wrestling with this undefined route because mm -hmm. running your own business the, the to-do list is never ending and you can always find more stuff to add to the to-do list. I mean, it can be as simple as being on social media for 20 minutes and you've now thought of like 17 thing, more things you can do. Uh, and then there's, there's that pressure, especially I think like social media and even reading like email newsletters from other people, like, there can be this sense of like pressure to like do this thing straight away. Uh, and, and money, money as well. I get that 
from money in the business. Our business supports our family. So if it's not earning a certain amount, that creates a lot of pressure for me that I need to alleviate that problem straight away, uh, which wars with the pressure of wanting to also be like a present father and husband who's not, you know, so there's this war then that goes on where it's like, I want to work 15 hours a day to try and relieve this pressure of, of getting the business to a point where I want it to be. But then I also want to work two hours a day because <laughs> I want to be available to my family to help out, you know, especially as like my wife's now growing her own business as well. So she needs time too. So um, really being able to recognize those pressures uh, stops me from just oscillating between the two and beating myself up constantly for not, because you can't do both of those at the same time. So then, no. so then it's just like just beating myself up. So taking a minute to like take a breath and wait for that pressure to subside and then be like, okay, now what, what feels like the right, you know, I've got that splenic authority. So what's my intuition telling me about this decision once the pressure is dissipated? But that's really the big thing for me with the undefined route is like when I, if I have the awareness to notice that the pressure is there, because sometimes stuff does need it. Sometimes stuff is urgent, right? But of waiting until at least that initial pressure subsides till I feel calmer and then I can see clearly, oh, this is actually urgent, needs to be done, or yeah, or oh, actually this does not need to be done right now. Um, I'm just adding another thing to my plate unnecessarily. Yeah, it's like really reflecting and, and like first understanding, like, is this mine? And like, if it is, like, does this thing actually deserve my hurry? Does yeah. it deserve to be rushed? Um, is there anything kind of after you ask yourself those questions that you find useful to kind of release some of that stress? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not as, this part is not as intuitive, like... We'll talk about defined in a sec, uh, but my, you know, wife has defined root and she seems to handle, she'll get stressed and she'll feel pressure, but she'll be like, all right, that means I need to go have a surf or I need to do that. Whereas, you know, for years, and I think back to like, you know, studying in, in school and, and, you know, just the early days of running my business, um, just doing things in, in like a rush. Um, and now I've forgotten what specifically the question was, but I was heading. <laughs> what do you do to release your stress? What do I do to release my stress? Yeah. Yes. So when I'm conscious of it, um, strength training, which is funny, like sometimes for projectors, it's like, oh, you should do yoga and stuff like that. But, you know, strength training is slow enough that mm. I get, it's not like overly depleting on my energy resources. Um, and yet I think especially as a man with like testosterone, um, you know, lifting heavy things is really, really <laughs> beneficial to our moods. So yeah. So like lifting weights and then, and then I've just been like letting myself do more walks lately, which has been good too, with again, juggling two people running their own businesses in our house. Um, get the kids out of the house. We're going to go, we live seven minute walk from the beach. 
uh, for a long time didn't utilize that. So we walked down the beach and I just like let the kids go, go nuts and, um, and then come back when we're ready to come back and don't really set, there's no pressure around that either. So I guess maybe that's where I'm going with this setting activities where there's no like, um, especially in my personal life where there is no like deadline or fixed thing because work can be and the business can be so got to get this done today got to get this done tomorrow got to get this so really in my my life and thinking about that's what i want to model for my kids anyways is like we're not going you know go to the playground for more than an hour and you'll see people rock up in their cars when like realistically where i live everyone could walk to the the (laughs) playground or ride bikes or something but they rock up in the cars quick 15 minute play and then they're like pulling the kids you know off the playground equipment to like throw them back in the car to go on to the next activity that's not what i want so it's yeah so allowing for those activities where i can just go spend time with the kids and have it be like open-ended that probably is one of the biggest yeah that's a huge that's a huge release for stress for me is those like open-ended we're just going to take our bikes or take take the pram and we're just going to go yeah, being outside and we'll and we'll get back whenever yeah being outside yes yeah, so you've got that that nature aspect in there as well yeah for me it's like i have a sauna bag so it's like a sleeping bag and a heated blanket had a baby and yeah. <laughs> like it's an infrared sauna bag so i like get in the thing zip up crank the heat up put my headphones in know. yes it's, i didn't even know that existed it's much it's heavenly. It's heavenly. Yeah. So I love to get into that bad boy and then put my headphones in and like listen to a sound bath. Um, wow. Yes. So like I always, when I allow myself, I, I always joke that no one relaxes harder than I do. It's like weighted eye mask, <laughs> sauna bag, like the headphones in, like light you know light a candle or some incense or something like it's like a vibe um we're also really like to um get massages and so the day after i had that really bad migraine that sent me to uh see a doctor um they told me they were like you know your muscles in your body i had like my my muscles were so tight that was you know one of the i was a tension migraine um, and yeah. she was like, you know, your muscles are very, are super rigid. So she was like, you know, heat is going to do a lot for that. So as soon as I got home, I hopped in the sauna bag. And then she was like, and if you can get a massage. And I was like, the doctor said I needed a massage. <laughs> so I went and got a 90 minute massage and cupping the next day. And I felt like yes. a million bucks and was just, yeah. uh, you know, again, a reminder of, um, you know, taking that time to slow down and and really care for myself in in ways that that are nourishing to me. And I think, you know, um, also being a projector, sometimes that time alone can really help me kind of yeah, slow yeah. down and 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 get back into my own energy. So yeah, you know, I, we both. Oh, go ahead. I was, yeah, I was just gonna say I find like yeah, my brain needs time to like catch up like come down off those um these like highs that can be created by especially being around other people uh and yeah i have so i have baths i have like a really like really hot like as hot as i can get Mm -hmm. it going baths like at least once a week 
um, with like magnesium salts. I was going to say, do you throw a little magnesium yeah. in there? Yeah, I put <laughs> quite a bit in. And it'll be, it'll be funny because like, you know, I'll be down at the fire station and they'll be like, oh, what did you do today? I was like, oh, I had a bath. And they'll be just... <laughs> so like, manly. What is a grown man doing having a bath? But uh, but actually, I picked up that at a at a gym I used to go to because they had a sauna and they're like, oh, if you can't sauna, crank your bath as hard as you can, get the magnesium salts in, and mm-hmm. uh, they had me like prescribe that to me for two times a week just to like get my magnesium levels back up. So it's the new manly thing to do. Yeah, magnesium bath. You heard it here first. Yeah. So we both talked about having people in our homes with defined roots. So your yeah, wife has a defined root. Both my kids have defined root. Um, so, you know, actually most people have a defined root. About like 60% of people have a defined root. And these people tend to be naturally very driven um, with their capacity to kind of create momentum for both themselves and for other people. Um, and usually they have the, you know, ability to kind of maintain calm even when things are you know stressful in a more consistent way um however they impact others they can impact others with their stress so you know the shadow of a defined root can really show up as you know being is that overwhelm of stress and that projection of the stress making other people around them feel stressed with their stress um and i can definitely attest um to this when our children are stressed out my husband and i both have undefined roots and Ah. it can be yes it can and i think i think especially when they were you know toddlers this was very spicy (laughs) it for us um and so you know it it's really interesting now having human design as a lens to see like how much of that we took on from them and how it threw us off kilter <laughs> when they were smaller um but you know these people in their wisdom they have the ability to like remain really calm in like high, high stress situations. Um, And they are also cognizant of how their stress impacts other people. Um, And usually, you know, they, you know, again, in their wisdom, they have this like energy that has like the potential to kind of like ground other people because they're kind of have this like steadfast calmness, even when kind of shit's hitting the fan. Um, And, you know, you mentioned it with, with your wife, uh, you know, kind of when she's feeling it, one of the ways that she deals with it is kind of sweating it out, like having a surf, doing yeah, yoga, yeah. moving her body. Yeah. Um, with my very instinctual to her as well. Like she would just be like, oh, I need to go. Whereas I can get really lost with that undefined, lost in the stress and not realize that I need to like move through it. You know, get stuck in it. Whereas, yeah, that defined, they definitely seem to be able to move through, understand they need to move through that stress. Yep. So, like, my son, for example, like, when he's in a mood, like, he goes out to the driveway, opens a garage, drags out a bucket of baseballs, and is just, like, out there, like, whacking balls off of the tee. And, you know, with my daughter, she has a pogo stick, 
And like, have you ever tried to use a pogo stick? As a kid and I failed miserably. It, it's hard. Like yeah. every time, like I try to use, I feel like I'm going to like break my teeth. I'm like, this is like <laughs> a facial injury waiting to happen. My daughter can do like, I don't know, like 200 jumps on this thing. It is wow. bananas. And so it's like, she'll go outside and like get on her pogo stick. And I, I have a, a mini rebounder. So a little trampoline that's uh -huh. in my office. And sometimes when they're in a mood, I'm like, I think you need a jump and <laughs> I'll send them into my office. And I'm like, why don't you put on a song you like and have a jump? And like, sometimes they'll be like kind of grumpy about it and then yeah. they'll do it kind of reluctantly. And after, and sometimes they stay in longer than one song. And then afterwards I'm like, how are you doing? And they're like, actually I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. And it's like, uh -huh. I can kind of spot it now. Uh, when it's happening and it's like, why don't you go outside and ride your bike? Why don't you get in the pool and go for a swim? You know, why don't you go hit a bucket of balls or take the dog out for a walk? You know, try to get them to move through that energy um, is is definitely really useful. Yeah, that's really helpful because mine both have defined roots too. They're a bit younger, so they don't have that self-awareness yet. So um, that's a good one. The music, dancing, yeah, definitely helps. And yeah, we've got a trampoline out the back, so we do send them out uh, to do that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and because, you know, we've got a, like, the little one broke our TV yesterday, like, knocked it over. <laughs> and it's, it's, the screen's done. And we're like, maybe we'll just, you know, go with, see if we can, like, go the rest of the year without a TV. So I do need activities <laughs> for the kids <laughs> to unwind. Which would be better for them. So I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see like the the what what changes with them, as well. Um, there is like a baby version of a pogo stick, also FYI. So my this was our original thing. It was like a foam block, mm. and they stand on the foam block, and it has kind of like a bungee with handles. So they stand on the foam uh... block. So they had that when they were yeah, like your out. kids, your kids' age. Yeah. Yeah, and the then little one especially she would love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so then when but then my daughter graduated to the new one. She does it uh, one and no handed. Oh my god. I know. It is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a simple toy, right? That's a good point. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't recommend was... it for people that are under the influence, though. I've seen ugly things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the early days of YouTube was filled with um, pogo stick injuries. Yes. <laughs> Not recommended. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to mention about having that combination is that this was awesome for my wife and I when we when I first went through the centers and got to this root center and was like, Oh, I'm undefined. You're defined. Cause I'm a very sensitive person with that undefined root, undefined emotional center. I can really like pick up on other people's vibe. And so I used to just be like getting stressed and be really shitty for no reason and worked out that, that I would be picking up on hers. And I used to really like, I'd, it would be directed towards her because I guess there was some part of me that knew the stress was coming from her, but she didn't even 
realized she was stressed because <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> she was "What's fine. going on?" Yeah, yeah, she was handling it. She's got to find stress. Yeah, and just like vibing it off. And so now it's it's really helpful because it's like, oh, this is happening, and I'll just leave the room. I was seem really stressed right now. I'm just gonna like leave for a minute, and um, you do you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it helps a lot. But even in the moment, if I can't leave, like knowing this is not my stress, uh, is really helpful. And I think yeah, for people who have that defined center, it's been helpful for her as well to know. Oh, that's okay. Like he's not blaming me, you know. Like I am just defined here, and I do just project it out more. Um, and then probably the other way it shows up in the family is because I'm the only one in the family with that undefined root. No, I, I'm probably a little bit empath- more empathetic though t- to the kids' needs. Like Zoe will be trying to go through the motions of like you know, the normal morning routine and we'll be like, I don't understand what's going on this morning. But, you know, I can pick up very intuitively, oh, this is this is happening. Oh, this happened yesterday. So this this is what mm. they'll need right now. So that that's the superpower. You might be like, oh, I'm undefined in my route and I'm just like picking up on people's stress and this is crap. And I don't know how to move through stress. But you, if you're in that wisdom, you've got that ability to really be able to like, sense other people's stress and sense what they need in that moment too so yeah and kind of demonstrate and you know when you can learn that lesson for yourself and embody that other people witness that and Mm. can learn that from you do you have uh anything else to say about the defined for our defined root listeners but we managed to cover it all. No, I just, I, again, I think like, as I mentioned, it's the majority of people. And so I think it's, you know, realizing that there's that balance between their ability to remain calm in stressful situations and at the same and at the same time, knowing that that inner energy impacts those that have that undefined or open, and so your presence is either going to be grounding, or it could be destabilizing and stress other people out. So it's like having that wisdom is, you know, not only important to your own, you know, experience, but also just like for any defined center that you carry, understanding how, you know, the weight that that has in, um, yeah. with the people that are around you. And I mean, that could be a, I can think of, especially seeing as this podcast is for health and wellness professionals, I can think of some instances when that can be a superpower too. Like, you know, you're running a spin class or a high intensity workout like your defined root center is going to help everyone in that group get through this like stressful moment because uh, they're going to pick up on, on yours and it's going to give them pressure in that moment to be able to get through that workout. So, uh, Well, I can think, I can think of yeah. a perfect example of this. <laughs> yeah. So, so somebody that I know that I'm very close to is um, leads retreats. They have a defined root center and they had a retreat goer who they went on a bike tour and was taking a selfie on the bike 
fell off broken bones on this like rural bike path and they like swooped in did like the necessary like you know emergency first aid measures like had it all under control they're like i completely left my shit after the fact but like in the moment <laughs> like it was on it was on lock and you know and you know i think that that really served i'm sure the rest of the retreat goers that were present yeah. at that moment um knowing that the person that was in charge um you know was able to hold it together you know in this like actual crisis yeah uh and and navigate that awesome i know everyone listening to this that like has ever run a retreat is like that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah oh serious injury yeah yeah Awesome. All right. That's our defined and undefined root. That's the root. That's the root. Uh, We'll be back uh, next episode. We're going to look at the sacral center, which is um, a really important one, no matter what your design is as well. Well, thanks for that. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Talk to you then. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Well Designed. If you really enjoyed this podcast episode, here are a couple of things you could do to help us out. One, you can share this with a friend or a colleague who you think could really benefit from what we've talked about. Two, if there's any way you can give us any love, can you rate the podcast? Can you give us a thumbs up? Whatever you can do, that just helps us reach more people. And finally, if you want to connect with us and stay in tune with us, make sure you subscribe in your app. We are at Well Designed HD on all the different social media platforms so you can find us there too. Thank you again and we'll be back soon with the next episode.